0: Go to Shopify.com slash Betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Betches.
1: is so bad it's good with ryan bailey the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate from the classic reality tv moments of the past and present to the latest daily mail headlines and everything in between we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching i'm looking at you Jax taylor i'm your host ryan bailey
0: yeah this one right here goes out to all the babies mamas mamas Mamas, mamas, (laughs) baby mamas, mamas, yeah, go like this.
1: You guys, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan, and this is your Wednesday episode. If you're watching on YouTube, hi, hello, how are you? This is going to be a Real Housewives of Orange County uh, pretty much the entire episode. No, it is the entire episode recap from last week because we got an all-new episode of OC tonight. uh, If you're watching this on or listening to this on Wednesday, so it's a good prep. Uh, for tonight's episode and uh I'm going to talk a little bit about Nini Leaks's interview. Uh the second part got released uh Carlos's King, Carlos Kings podcast. Uh I think it's called Reality with the King. That came out today. The first part was a week or so ago and now we got our second part today. And then if we have time after that, which I I think we will you know I'll determine uh we will talk about the mid-season trailer that just got released for Real Housewives of Orange County how the heck is everybody doing I hope this can just be a silly fun hour plus podcast um my moods are all over the place lately and uh I was talking to Sandra and Medica who work with me on the show and we were going over uh uh, potential guests and episodes and things like that. And I had such a fun time talking to uh Noor from the Reality Is podcast yesterday, if you listen to that. I have a good time. I had a great time doing that, but I, I really have a good time talking with other people, not in my real life, On on podcasting and it you know it's that thing it's hard to explain to people um, if you don't have a podcast but sometimes I feel like podcasting it's the, the best version of myself or it's it's the most at ease with myself that I'm I you know that I that I. Yeah, just the most at ease I am with myself, because when you're not uh, doing a podcast or something like that, you're just kind of alone with your thoughts. They're all trapped inside your head, unless you're one of those people that just talk to themselves out loud. And I've been encouraged not to do that. (laughs) But um, so I was like, oh, yeah, let's just do a lot of guests. But then I woke up today and I had gotten sleep last night, which I hadn't gotten in a bit. And I kind of woke up in a good mood and I was like, you know what? I want to do the Orange County recap because I've been doing them every week and I genuinely enjoy this season. Now, you might you know, it's so so interesting because everybody has uh, opinions on a season of Housewives or a season of a reality show or a season of scripted television, which is it's very personal to each person. So how I watch these shows or how, you know, it's it's you know, I'm watching Real Housewives of New York through a different lens because I'm getting to know these ladies for the first time. So I, like I always, I lean in a little closer. I'm really listening. I'm I'm being intrigued by their stories because I don't know any of their stories yet. But with Real Housewives of Orange County or even say the Kardashians, I'm watching it from a different lens where I'm watching what's presented, but you also have all of this history with each one of these characters. So like, you know, when Tamara tries to spew some kind of bullshit, you're like, oh, that's hysterical, but you've done this, every other season the exact same way you, you can't help but have those opinions filter what you're presently watching. So I think it's hysterical because if you watch it, just if you take everything that you see on these reality shows as fact, that's one way to watch it. I don't think it's the correct way. It's not the way for me, but you have to kind of be the judge, jury and executioner of this is what they're presenting as fact. This is what we've seen in past uh, seasons of this show. And this is how I feel. And I think the answer maybe is murky and lays somewhere in between all of those, but you can't take these shows as fact. And I don't mean that to, uh, I don't mean that as reality shows are fake because I don't, I don't think they're fake. Now, we do know things like that. I always remind you guys, these shoots are scheduled. Remember, there's a call sheet. You know, there are people filming. There are people that show up to work knowing that they have to go to some shitty saloon and film Tamara and Emily having a conversation. That's not just the cameras happen to be near this saloon and Tamara and Emily were right there and we just happen to pick up this conversation. No, it's scheduled. That's how these things work. There are people, these poor people, these poor, I call them heroes. These heroes that film these shows, I always use that example of uh, the the cameraman or woman that was filming that bathtub scene with Tamara and Eddie. You know, that it's just so funny to think about. It's like they're trying to be sexy, and you just know some guy in cargo shorts is like, Holy shit, I just had lunch and now I have to film this. Oh no, they're lighting candles. Oh, I can see Eddie's pubes. Oh god. So, you know, it's like these people, there is this other reality, which I like when we open it up to, you know, at this point, accepting that the viewers understand this is filmed. I like including everything. I like talk. I like storylines about filming. I like that reality. And I really harshly warn against um Bravo, if you're listening, Um, I, I I really warn against people like at the end of this OC episode from this past week, Shannon was like, well, uh, 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 Heather, Heather said something about me and John Jansen's relationship. I, I'm mic'd up. I'm mic'd up. And she's like going to take her mic off. And it's like, no, first off, these mics need to be melded to their skin. There needs to be I'm like some kind of. I don't know, some kind of surgery or something where you can just implant these mics where they cannot be ripped off. I don't want to see Carl ripping his off on Summer House. I don't want to see anybody on Vanderpump Rule. I don't, you know, I want everything to be mic If you are working on a reality show, you have to understand your life is the reality show. It's not Shannon's reality show about her um, product placement with ShipStation. That's not the reality show. The reality show is what is going on in your life. And one of the big things going on in Shannon's life is obviously her relationship. So, I don't want cameras down. I don't want mics torn off. I want to be able to see that. And I hate to be petty about it, but I think we, the audience, deserve that. And I think we are sometimes loyal to the people that are willing to go that extra mile and to share with us, even when it's painful. Like, I don't want to see just their victories. If By the way, that's really what the Kardashians uh, have turned into is just Kim's wish list It's like everything on my wish, everything on my vision board is coming true. I don't, I, you know, it's like, great. That's hysterical in its own way, but I want to see the muck and the mire. I want to see behind the scenes. That's what this is all supposed to be right behind the scenes. It's not like Shannon Bedore is filming Gone with the Wind. And there's this story about this, you know, you know, it's like, no, this is, this is your life. And we want to know and let the editors then choose what they want or what they deem those storylines to be. Now for like for Gina on OC, you know, <laughs> there's poor Gina. There's, you know, they're just trying anything. He's like, oh, I'm getting my real estate license. I use canned J- Joss spaghetti sauce. I'm triggered by cheating. He is my ex, Matt. Like they're giving so much storyline to Gina and they can't find one that sticks. You know, like, do you notice that? I hate that I keep harping on Gina, but it is one of those confounding things where I'm like, it feels like a Hail Mary season for Gina, where it's just like, yeah, try whatever you want, Gina. we'll uh, hopefully we'll keep you. I don't know. Like, I could see a world in which if this season keeps up the way it is that she is relegated to a friend of. Status now. I think Emily Simpson, on the other hand, because they get lumped together so much, I think personally it would be healthy for Emily to not have Gina there. I think Emily is really needing and is starting to forge her own path. You you know, there are things that I'm lining up against other housewives with Emily that I'm like, yeah, I think she's really finding her groove. People always go well, it took five seasons. I don't care. Well, you know, we the five seasons happened. At least we're here now. I think she is kind of vital, especially to Orange County. That's something... By the way, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, I know I have this orange stain right here, and now I'm probably drawing your eye to it. And now you're going to think about it the whole time. But listen, I um, I watch a lot of TV. I'm not... Uh, I, I'm going through a lot of shit. I eat in bed. I spill things. I spill things even when I don't eat in bed. So that's just... I'm just being, I guys, I'm showing you warts and all. I'm not tearing my mic off. I'm not even changing my shirt at this point. Okay. I I just want to just, I am aware of this orange stain on my shirt. I am very aware. Okay. So that was my little diatribe about about that. Now I want to read you. uh, So Nene Leakes was on Carlos King's podcast. NeNe, of course, from Real Housewives of Atlanta, a legend. I don't think anybody is ever going to argue this fact. Of course, she had a following out with Bravo and Andy Cohen and said some really, really fucked up things. And we always say, if you if you said the things NeNe Lee said, like the, imagine you're at your job, whatever your job is, and you went and just, you know, said something really hardcore about your boss and also about the company that you work for, the company is then not required to keep you it is not. That's not how it works. In fact, I, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I would think the company would be more inclined to not want to work with you. That is just how it is. And I've always held true to the fact that nobody is bigger than the show. Now, I think NeNe Leakes in some ways has gotten bigger than the show or for a time had gotten bigger than the show. And I have similar feelings about Bethany Frankel, even though Bethany really grates on me way more than Nini ever could because I also think there's some something genuinely funny about Nini and Bethany I mean she's a personality but I've never found her funny but Nini I just think it's it's you know there are just certain people blessed that just make you laugh without even trying it's just so ingrained in who they are they're just such a personality and sometimes when you are a personality, that doesn't mean that everything that they say is right, but you appreciate them saying anything at all because they are so unique. So I'll, I disagree with a lot of things that Nini says, but I'm just so damn appreciative that Nini exists. I don't think there's personally ever a way in which she would be welcomed back to Bravo, but I have been wrong. I mean, just one or two times, mainly about Tom Sandoval. But listen, I, I, I would be here for it. But also there's got to be sometimes an attitude adjustment of – it's that thing that we love about her, right? We always want her to think that she's a legend. We always want her to think that she's a legend, but with that kind of attitude, it brings on more of an attitude that if she was ushered back in, I, I don't know. I, I, there's a humbleness that I think sometimes Nini does not have because her life is so intense that I think you, there, that. I don't know. It will be it'll be interesting to see if there's any sort of reckoning. Hey, a BravoCon sit-down between Nini Leaks and Andy Cohen. You think BravoCon is sold out now? Wait till that gets announced. That would be insane. Okay, so I want to say these notes are brilliantly taken by an account I follow on Twitter. Oh no, sorry. Twitter is now called X, that I now follow on triple X. I No, it's X not twitter it's jay's reality blog he took these great notes so i want to be make every these are his notes i have not gotten to listen to it yet because it's like 11:30 on tuesday no today's wednesday today's wednesday it's, what is today you guys oh today's tuesday oh my god you guys oh wow i really fucking forgot what day it was Amazing. Also, my parents are at a um, uh, doctor's appointment with my mom, so I can make as much noise as I want at my parents' house. So fuck everybody! Gonna crank the AC. Gonna drink diet coke and vape, vape, vape. Um, I'm happy to talk to you guys. And anyway, yeah, I told Sam I was like, I didn't think I was gonna do any solo episodes this week. So I'm glad. I'm glad I woke up in a decent mood and my mind was right. Okay, so here are the notes. Nene leaks Carlos King part two of the interview. Regarding her lawsuits, she was always open and willing to sit down and have a conversation and work things out. Remember, she sued Bravo. So that was a, that, that's a big one. That, if you sue the company that you are working for or want to work for, that's another big sign that you might not work for that company in the future. That's the other risk too. If you think about uh, cost risk, risk analysis, if there were a world that Bravo would ever take her back, a big strike against Nini is that how would Bravo ever be assured that you would not just sue them again when your time ran out on the show everybody's time runs out on these shows whether they decide to leave or whether they are just not asked back everybody's time leaves you know like we just that's just like us with life in general that's just 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 how it how it works and also i think there's a world in like carlos king he doesn't he have a huge production company and do all of these shows Over on, uh, is is it TV? And I think they're like successful. I think Carlos King needs to build a show around Nini. I'm sure that's already in the works. Uh, She was offered six episodes to return for season 13 of Atlanta. When asked why she was only getting six, they told her because she was unhappy. I believe that. When she came back later, she did not seem happy. I mean, we all saw that. That's documented proof. And that also means behind the scenes, she was not happy as well. She feels like Bethany can say anything, but if she were to say the same exact thing, she would be the one getting criticized for it. Uh, I agree uh, fundamentally up until this year. And then I think Bethany, um, I, I think... Bethany gets way more criticism for everything because she, Bethany, there's not a, there's not a story left unturned with Bethany. She comments on everything. Um, so, but also I will say there's a difference. Bethany welcomes criticism. I think she feeds on it. She thrives not thrives, but she, she feeds off it like a big old crab boil, crab boil, one potato, two potato, three potato corn. She thrives on people criticizing her, even if she, you know, she it just gives her more content to bitch about. Um, When Nini's, I mean, I will say sometimes people have brushed Nini off Like, well, that's just Nini Instead of potentially listening to specifically what she is saying But I think that's because there's a little element of um, The boy who cried wolf a little bit Is that sometimes she's dead on And sometimes I feel like it comes from such a personal egotistical place Which I also feel with Bethany a lot uh, says Andy and watch what happens live would not be successful without the housewives franchise. Yeah. Duh. Yes. <laughs> watch what happens live was created to talk to housewives. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And all, you know, like, yes, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, this podcast would not exist without the housewives. Do I owe this podcast to Nini and Bethany? Like I, I celebrate being able to talk about them, but this is not owed to them. This is because their behavior is fascinating. So, yeah, people want to see this stuff. Yes, 100 percent. Yes. But that does not mean that Nini gets a piece of Watch What Happens Live or Andy. And I know that might upset some people. but That's just the reality of that situation. Uh, sad that her and Andy uh, are where they are right now. Hopes her and Andy can find their way back to each other listen i i would say probably not but never say never it could be one of those things and 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 you know andy i always think about how insane that job must be, you know, whatever your opinion of Andy is, you do have to just look at how insane that is. There's only a few people in life that have created a whole genre of television, a whole genre. And I don't mean reality shows, but reality shows based around housewives. It's in the lexicon around the world. Real housewives is something that everybody knows, even if you don't watch those shows. And I think, you know, only a few people in this world get to be a part of something like that. So he created that. He was in charge of Bravo for a very long time. You know, he's executive producer of most of these housewife shows. But just to think about trying to keep up with that many personal relationships, because every housewife wants a piece of Andy in some way. And I'm sure, you know, we've seen him play favorites over the years. We can tell who he doesn't like. Um, But also, I'm sure I know he always liked NeNe, um so it's hard being the boss or being the executive producer of something and also being friends with somebody we've seen that destroy his relationship with carol radswell as well i'm sure he's not in a great place with bethany right now as well and i'm sure there's a personal aspect too where you get like fuck you i mean sometimes i will get that in a very small like you know if you feel like you've helped somebody out or you know and then you're like getting treated you're like Oh well, that's really shitty. You can't help. We're human. We take things personal, and I imagine that takes a while for that ice to thaw. But you never know. Andy could wake up and go, you know what? I might I might have acted a little hasty with this, and may, you know, you never know. And I will say, even though it doesn't sometimes feel good in the moment, or you know, sometimes healing relationships can provide you with more long term happiness than the misery that you have in keeping. Hard feelings alive because that takes a lot of work. It does, it takes a lot of work. Um, doesn't watch, she says she doesn't watch the show, only clips. Says they were not entertaining. Listen, um, you know, I mean, there, yeah. but she says Marlo is bringing the most entertainment, but I understand why fans have reservations of her holding a peach. Says Kenya is bored on the show because she doesn't have the talent to work with. I can agree with both of those things. Totally. Kenya does seem bored. I said that in yesterday's podcast uh, with Noor is that. Yeah. Like I, I I totally agree with that statement. The cast, had meetings regarding Kim Zolziak not going on cast trips. That's great. I would love, I would love just a documentary about the housewives talking about their time with Kim Zolziak. Wouldn't that be that? That's Bravo's final frontier. I want starting like making up documentaries and like treat it like those old civil war documentaries that Kim Burns used to do on PBS, just black and white photos. And it would be voiceover of like, you know, Kim showed up wearing a wig and we all asked her what was wrong and she said she potentially had cancer like just have a really I would love that um she thinks oh wait a she had a talk show in the works that was going to be produced by the same company that produced Wendy Williams show once her and Wendy fell out she found out her talk show wasn't happening said she was blackballed for a long time and her projects getting canceled happened multiple times um this is hollywood i mean this is really any creative endeavor is Projects you talk about projects that you start working on projects that you're ready to go with, but nobody else wants to do it at that point. They pull it, um, you know, but it also is a very interesting tell is that her and Wendy fought fell out when somebody starts having falling out with many people. I mean, Hollywood has very big personalities, egos, all of this stuff. Um, But it also is a real good clue if you are having issues with multiple, multiple people where you are falling out with multiple people, it's time to also start looking at your place in those falling outs. And I'm curious if she's done any sort of work on that. I mean, Nini would, I would have loved to have seen a Nini talk show, you know, Bethany fucking Frankel had a talk show that didn't work. I would love to see Nini and especially, I know Sherry Shepard took Wendy Williams a slot, but there is, I mean, Wendy, there's a huge gap missing that I would be so curious, uh, if, if I would love, I would have loved to have seen a Nini Nene Le- Nene Leakes talk show, which by the way, this is why it bums me out that the Bravo relationship is not completely healed and potentially never will be because wouldn't you love a companion show? Um, after watch what happens live of the Nini Leak's talk show. So you have an hour block of that. Wouldn't that be I mean, think about that. Wouldn't that be incredible? And this is something that I've I've I do so many podcasts that you guys don't even know when I'm telling exclusive things. But I gave you guys this information, I think years ago, is that Stasi Schroeder, you guys remember her, the um, the person that uh um called out <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Um, Stassi Schroeder they Bravo was very close to giving her The slot after Watch What Happens Live For her own talk show And uh, I knew one of the people That was producing that show And I also knew they had gone so far As to um, start looking into hiring other people Because I had talked to somebody That was interested in doing that And, and, and potentially going to work with her on that and you're like, Ryan, there's no, there's no way is that really, is that really true? But I will give you proof is that in 2019, we had four test episodes for a show called Basically Stassi. It was called Basically Stasi. You can see it. Uh, it's even on IMDb Pro, which Heather Dubrow loves to fight about. IMDb Pro, you'll see four episodes. That was the test and they were going to give her the slot after Watch What Happens Live. After Andy, and then everything happened and exploded with Faith. And now, I mean, Stasi's still fine. Um, so I would, I would totally be down for a Nini Lee. Come on. That, I mean, that is just, would be wild entertainment. And I think the talk show format is potentially even sometimes a better format for Nini because sometimes she doesn't play well with other people, which we love, but wouldn't you love to see that in a talk show format? I think she would get herself in less trouble um, overall. Let me know if you agree or disagree. She thinks she should be bigger than Kim Kardashian, if not big alongside her. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, the, the only thing I would say is that Kim Kardashian is a very unique situation because she had somebody like Kris Jenner riding for her so hard since Chris popped her out of that uh, VJJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Kris Jenner made Kim Kardashian happen. And, of course, all of these other things helped. Kanye helped. All of these things. Um, But I think that is a very bold statement. But that's what we're looking for from Nini is bold statements. Uh, Called Giselle, Robin, and Claudia Starless. (laughs) Portia has to sell Robin and Claudia Starless. See, that's the thing. Is that, like, Nini's wrong on some of these things. I mean... I, I, Giselle, I, I wouldn't say starless But she's a different sort of star And I'm not even a Giselle huge fan But she's a different sort of star There's, like I said, you know People like NeNe, people like those OG housewives We're not going to see ladies that come around these parts Ever again, it's like Haley's comment. There's ever going to be only one time in place Where we're going to say OG housewives Even the one that popped up in OC this week With Vicky Gundelson, you may hate her You may like her, but you can't argue That she's an OG housewife That created this, you're only going to get That once in a lifetime where we see accurate Personalities that are just Their personalities before the internet Before Twitter before all of these things took Hold and we just argue about it And all of our opinions get thrown into the mix Um, I love that Kenya was a star but feels reality TV Made people think differently of her Candy is a supporting star and Phaedra Is more of an Entrepreneurial star than a TV star Now I would think Candy would be the entrepreneurial Star than a TV star um, this is great Her feud with Claudia From Real Azos, Atlanta Is her number one battle That's her number one battle Wow Carlos says she called him After the Puerto re- puerto reed co-argument oh sorry puerto rico and said you gave the wrong bitch a peach because demetria was being positioned to be a full-time housewife at the time instead of claudia but nini told producers that claudia deserved the peach says besides claudia she also fought for portia and cynthia but felt as if it wasn't returned to her no okay that that's a that's interesting Because also remember, like, you know, when they always talk about getting their bag, don't affect my bag, all of this stuff is that, you know, if you ride for somebody, remember, that doesn't mean they ride for you, you know, and also, I think a lot of these housewives they are always so scared of losing the job. They're always so scared of losing the job. So it is hard to like ride for somebody when you don't even know if your position is secure. You think Gina from OC is riding for anybody? You know what I got to say? We got to keep Shannon. Like, you know, like, oh, okay. Thanks, Gina. (laughs) Carlos, Dream, season 16 cast. Nini, Kim, Sheree, Kenya, Portia, Phaedra, can Oh, that would be an amazing cast. Hell yes. I love that she put Kim in there, though. Oh, my God. Nini's S- season 16 cast, Dreamcast, Portia, Candy, Marlo, Kenya, Drew, and would be down for Kim Z as long as she's ready to work. <laughs> Manietta and Sonya can exit and New Blood can enter. I, you know, Marlo, I mean, she's just, uh... but I see, I don't, I love that she says nobody's a star in Atlanta, but she would keep Drew don't you know like don't keep supporting Then if you're gonna you know do your dream cast Make it all bangers and if you don't like drew To begin with uh both nini and carlos Feel the fans were robbed of getting The aftermath of candy and Phaedra's drama Post season nine reunion i agree with That i agree with that The lies the lies So thank you To jay's reality blog for those amazing notes You have sold me i want to listen To this podcast Wow that was great man See, that's what you love. You love somebody that even if you disagree with their opinions, they have strong opinions. You know, uh, we always said in acting class and, you know, you're always taught is, is, is have a take on something, have a take, you know, have like, you know, if you're coming at a character or looking at like, what is your take on this character? How do you view this character through your lens? Like, that's so important because so many people go through this world just like, uh, uh. Having no opinions, doing zero. that's not interesting. That's not fun. Tell us what you believe, even if it means we disagree with you. Now, the other thought of that is we do live in a society now where it's like, um my dad always said this really great was that, uh, and this was more politically is that, you know, it used to be back in the day of, okay, we disagree. We see differently on things,, uh, but i I want to talk to you about it, and I, I respect your opinion. but now we come at things of, we disagree and fuck you. <laughs> we disagree and fuck you. And I'm done. like, so it is interesting because we, we're more past the point of listening to each other. And I think that's just because so much craziness. Uh, obviously, the times have completely changed, and the amount of information that is thrown at us all the time is just purely insane okay so that was uh the nini leaks part two with carlos king what oh that really got me excited yeah man i wish things would be different with bravo the more or that nini leaks talk show i'm gonna be thinking about that all day um okay this is real housewives of orange county episode eight backyard bikini clash And now when i think backyard bikini clash and the oc ladies i think I wish I was blind. Kidding. They all have amazing bodies. Uh, this is the description the cable company gives us Emily throws a pool party, and Tamara brings a surprise guest. Gina works through personal issues with her ex. You know, you when you read a description of a show and you're like, yep, don't need that Gina works through personal issues with her ex storyline. Heather and Emily uh, make peace. Shannon discovers that Heather may be discussing her relationship issues with John Jansen. John Jansen. Um, uh, people that watched this on YouTube last week I think I got a comment or two saying my John Jansen is so intense And I gotta tell you, because he is intense, folks That's how John Jansen does it This man is bottled up anger That's my take on it We all have takes That's my take It could be a completely wrong take But at least I have one So we always start off these shows previously On Real Housewives of Orange County And last week, we had that Heather Dubrow Putting everybody in that boat To just boat over to Nobu Which was like A hundred yards away. Uh, We see that we have like Gina to Heather earlier in the season, like I'm going to get my real estate license. And then her practicing flashcards with Travis. And he's like, that's wrong. What, what are you talking about? Houses have windows. Uh, Then we see a scene in Montana where all the ladies are discussing Shannon's John Jansen relationship. Um, And then we have a scene of John telling Shannon last week of like, I just want to make sure we have time to have fun. I'm John Jansen. Uh We cut to Jen and Gina in a scene uh, from this season saying, Gina going, Tamara wouldn't show up for you, Jen. Why are you telling her things? I totally agree with Gina. This is, I'm full support of Gina on that one. And uh, then we have a scene of Tamra saying, I didn't have the hots for Ryan, Jen. He walked into my gym and said he wanted to fuck me. This was at fucking boo. And then, goes, and then she's like, watch it, Tamra Very quietly after she just got screeched at And then Tamra's like, you want me to watch it? And just throws a napkin uh, Throws a napkin, like a Nobu napkin Which now that I'm thinking about I need that for my reality show museum And then just runs off When Tamra realizes she's in the wrong, potentially And just she's already used her big secret weapon Which is just her screeching She runs off And to this day, why the fuck did Nobu like, This is Nobu, man this ain't Cheesecake Factory. This isn't Buca de Beppo. This is no boo. Like you're letting crazy women just run around no poot, no boo. It's like two floors. He was like running downstairs. Um, and then uh we do our opening taglines, and I love Shannon's. I always call the shots, and it's always tequila, which is just so loaded because I've always said, I keep saying this more and more because more stories keep coming out. Shannon is truly this. Not an undercover drinker. She's somebody that she goes, I like to, I like to have a drink here, but I don't think it's here and there. I think, I think Shannon, I think Shannon likes, to, I think Shannon needs to drink. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what, like Shannon. So I always, I call this and I, it's tequila, but we've also seen that Shannon's a big vodka drinker as well. Um <laughs> I did. uh, Emily's tagline always cracks me up because it's always something food related. But now she was on watch what happens live directly after this episode with Tamara and she showed off her new body and she said, you know, she was on Ozempic for a couple months and then got liposuction in her arms and some certain areas. And uh, then she's just been working her her ass off in the gym and she looks amazing. I've got to say personally, and I know nobody really needs this information. I like um, a fuller figure, um, I don't like it on myself. I'm at a fuller figure myself right now, but I do like a fuller figure. So Emily looks beautiful. I sometimes prefer. I don't know. I I don't know. I thought she looked beautiful before, but and I was just thinking, oh my god, poor Emily lost more of her ass, and that's Shane's main thing. We find we have. And by the way, guys, you know this is a family show. I mean, this is. This is a family show. I know a lot of you get all your kids around and go, hey, it's time to listen to So Bad It's Good and let's get around the fire. Um, and I know that, but I do want to say there are adult topics and themes that we do talk about on this show. So really be wary of playing this around. I mean, just uh, you know, you know, just tell them to earmuff it because I will be talking about Shane's uh, insane lust for anal sex. And I just want to just be very open about that I need to talk about what I see It's not like this was this is talked about It's not, not, I'm not like, hey, I guess Shane I'm guessing Shane No, Shane, we're literally talking about anal All the time with Emily and Shane on this show um, So we open up our normal OC op- open We see the uh, seagulls, the beach People on the beach uh, Just the bullshit Then we go to houses And then we go into an industrial complex And we see that Shane and Emily are getting waxed And uh, that's true, folks. You're not having a nightmare. This actually happened. Um, I love that, you know, we're already doing that typical male trope of like, you know, we can't, men can't handle waxing. It's painful. But which just cracks me up so much because Shane can't handle waxing, but loves butt sex. And I guess for Shane, he's not potentially the one in pain having the butt sex unless, and this would be truly legendary if it does come out this season that emily is pegging shane of like she's like oh you thought you thought shane was having butt sex to me no i'm having butt sex with him i think that would true and by the way it's about time we're starting to show people smoke weed on these shows i think we can be open sexually and i think shane and emily are completely obviously sexually liberated um they're like, do you want to try the nose, Shane, and waxing? he's like, ah. And the talking to Emily's like, Shane is up for anything. He'll go along with a lot of my crazy ideas. You know, I've said it to him a million times. Why don't you get this shit waxed? But he just sits on a couch with a tweezer, and he picks his nose hair and his ear hair. Have you heard anything more? If you ever get invited over to Emily and Shane's place, you guys, just sit anywhere but the couch. It's just filled with little Shane Simpson Nose and ear hairs Like could you imagine Like that's the kind of behavior you have If you do not have friends Like you know what I'm saying Like if you if if you have the kind of house That you're not inviting strangers in I guess pick away But my god I did not need to know this information I felt ill um, And uh, then Emily goes I have a feeling I'll pay for this later If you know what I mean and I'm like, Emily, yeah, we do know you're like literally alluding to butt sex. Cause, uh, anyways, Shane gets all waxed. And now it's Emily's turn for her to get waxed. And she's like, so I texted your mom and I asked if I could use her backyard for a girl's party, Shane. And she, of course, said, you know, just for the girls, you know, no guys are invited. So you're not invited, Shane. Um, And she goes, Shane, listen to what I bought. I bought an adult sized slip and slide in a talking head. Emily says there was a lot of drama in Nobu and it was very heavy. And we get Tamara's flashback of throwing the napkin. She goes, but I'm hoping we can have a great time at this pool party. And how can you fight with a slip and slide? (laughs) I'll hide all the napkins. (laughs) Okay, you do that. And then the tweezing lady, the waxing lady goes, hey, is there anything else you want to do? And Shane's like, how about the butt? How about the butt? How about the butt? And Emily goes, He's very into butts. And I feel like that lady should be like, Yeah, I watch, I watch the show, I know. And then Shane goes, No, I'm not very into butts. I'm just not into hairy butts. And I will bet you a million billion dollars that I don't have, and you cannot hold me to this. Is that I bet Shane has one of the hairiest asses you've ever seen. I bet it's like Bigfoot back there. I bet it's literally like the Beatles invasion. It's just mop top back there, baby. You know what I'm saying? And Emily goes, Shane is a butt man. Yes. And then we get a flashback to last season where they were leaving a party and Emily was drunk. And uh, Emily goes, don't worry, Shane. I'm going to put out when I get home. And he goes, does that mean butt sex is possible? And she's like, "Okay, I'll let you do that. I hate to be a fuddy-duddy, and it does crack me up from a humorous angle, but like, just picturing Shane Simpson, who took eight times to pass the bar exam, just, just going to town on Emily's buttocks? No, thank you. And then she goes, well, I mean, he likes everything, but he likes to zero in on the butt, and he smacks it, and he grabs it, I love it, he's like, he, you know. So by the way, could we get a Shane Simpson of like, I like big butts and I cannot lie? No other lawyer, no other lawyer can deny when a girl walks in with a little bit of a face, get sprung. <laughs> Emily got back. <laughs> Not unless she's five, Doom. Oh my goodness, you guys. We're early in this recap too, and it's already just completely unhinged. So, by the way, Emily, this whole time she's talking, she has her legs up around her ears like she's giving birth because she's being waxed down there. And Shane goes, hey, at least there's going to be no friction on that slip and slide now. Because before, if Emily didn't have her ass and her giant wax, it would have just been. <laughs> and now we cut over to the beach. And we see Jen, our new housewife, Jen, and her son, Grayson, 13. It is interesting to see the kids, the, the, the families, they all have active young kids. And you sometimes forget it when they're being insane with each other, that you forget all of these people are parents. And I just thought how horrifying it would be for me at 13, if Bill and Becky Bailey had decided to go on a reality show and the shit that I didn't see behind. Like, you know what I'm saying? They put me to bed. I always hear stories about my parents as kids, like in their thirties, when I was like a tiny, tiny kid And them going to bed and partying with the neighbors. I hear stories now that just like turn my stomach. And I'm like, oh, imagine if that was on reality television, it would be even worse. Um, Anyways, Jen is meeting Taylor and Taylor, Taylor Armstrong is there with her daughter, Kennedy. We see Kennedy. Kennedy. Uh, Grayson, the 13 year old Meets Taylor and Alexis Which is Kennedy's friend And I wonder if Grayson Grayson's younger than these two ladies So I wonder if he 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 got a little crush that day You guys remember that back in the day When you would like meet your parents Friends and they had kids I remember a couple of road trips Where we would like meet some of my parents' kids. And I remember like, I got a crush on this girl, like that lived in St. Louis. I remember. And I just, I was beside myself, like the whole, it was like a fourth of July weekend. And I remember we all I got to do fireworks. And I was just like looking at, I just, I was like a, you know, 12 years old and just like had the biggest crush on this girl. I forgot her name, but I remember that I just wonder if Grayson had that scenario right there. In a talking head, Jen is like, Taylor is like a long last sister from Oklahoma. I do feel a bond with her. Cause we shared Close quarters in Montana. She she calls me big daddy. I'm not sure why. I'm sure that's what Taylor called her ex-girlfriend. It was big daddy. But also I love these kind of housewife tropes that are like, we got close because we stayed in Montana in a room for two nights. <laughs> like that's all it takes. We're very close now. We stayed on bunk beds. Uh, Taylor says that she's hungry for a corn dog. Jen wants to eat sugar, maybe some cotton candy. They're at the fun zone at the beach, you guys. And then, uh, we have a, a, you know, obligatory mustard on a wiener joke. Well, you want some mustard on that wiener, which I don't necessarily understand, but it was a dick joke. Uh, the girls we find out are juniors in high school where Grayson is only in eighth grade. So this dude, this kid was totally crushing that day. Um, Shannon is supposed to meet them, but Shannon is running on Shannon time, which means tequila time. I'm joking. Um, so, uh, (laughs) <laughs> uh, by the way, Kennedy speaks up Taylor's daughter and goes I run on Shannon Time too. Lunch detention They know me well there Which I thought That was kind of interesting information In a talking head Taylor lets us know That Kennedy is now 16 Which I can't believe Taylor says We see pics of Taylor And Kennedy At that iconic birthday party When Taylor was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Remember that? When Russell was still around And they just paid all of that money For that party And Kennedy was like I want to go upstairs. I want to go upstairs. Like, you want to go upstairs? Mommy just paid a billion dollars for this. Um, But Taylor lets us know she's a regular teenager. She has good days, bad days. She's happy with me. She's mad at me. You never know what you're going to get with Kennedy. And it's likewise for me as well and Shannon meets Kennedy for the first time the kids now go off to do kids things which i would have much rather had the camera's followed the kids just to be honest but we stay with Shannon, Taylor and Jen. Jen and Taylor goes, "You know what, I'm not going to have cotton candy after the or sorry, I'm not going to have the hot dog because after that cotton candy scene from Beverly Hills putting my mouth on a corn dog might not be the best idea." It's true, and then we flash back to that iconic scene from *Real Housewives of Beverly Hills*, where Taylor is legitimately going down on cotton candy. You think it's you think it's not possible, but she found a way. So, Taylor, if she did have a hot dog or a corn dog, she would be she would be required by the *Real Housewives* law of the universe that she would have to go down on that hot dog. Um, they're all asking the typical, "How have you been? How have you been? You look great. You look great." And Jen goes, "Honestly, I don't know what to feel. I keep replaying the conversation with Tamra." Why did it go south with Tamara and I? And now we cut to another scene. We have two scenes going on at the same time. We have Tamara now meeting Heather DeBro at a shop. And Heather DeBro is looking for a hostess gift for Emily, of course. I'm shocked that Heather DeBro doesn't just have a party gift shop in her $55 million mansion. Like, wouldn't that be the place to just keep that shop? Anywho, looking for a hostess gift. Also, Heather DeBro. I need Heather DeBro to have a Heather DeBro challenge where she shows up with nothing. With nothing. And just see if they still talk to her. Like maybe people like just stop showing up with shit. Maybe do, you know, do what we do. Just like a fucking like 12 pack of Trulies or, you know, just something just something basic. Don't all this other shit. It's just adding up to some like legend bullshit that you don't want to be associated with in the long term you don't want to be known as the person of like oh yeah the girl that gives us a thousand dollars every time she shows up somewhere or gives us like her you know she has her guy that she carries like the voodoo around with her like no we want to we want to like you for you heather um so uh they're looking for this gift and then she's like Tamara, Tamara, i'm gonna get these matches for you because it says hot mess Heather says, well, after the Nobu thing, I was just on an apology tour, you know, and then we get, of course, that, uh, you know, all the time she said apology. They're like, apology, 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 apology. I don't know. Talking Heather, Heather goes, I'm just going to blanket apology. You know, I'm just going to blanket apology the world. I'm just going to be sorry until I'm not Tamara says to Heather Well, this general thing It's just fuzzy to me You know me One thing I can't deal with Is just being called You know, I just I can't deal with A goddamn liar that's what Tamara's holding to is that Jen has been lying. We cut now back to the Shannon scene and Shannon's like, I, 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 I would too be upset if you insinuated that I was hitting on your man, Ryan. And Jen's like, no, I wasn't saying that. What I was saying was don't be shitty when you and I and Heather, you know, Amin. Uh, mean, it was very comical. We always joked about hot Ryan at the gym. I know what Jen's saying is that Tamara, Tamara is that person that makes sex jokes about everybody. She's that, you know, she's the kind of guy that everybody thinks is a creep nowadays, and they're probably right. You know, the ones that comment on it, oh, nice ass, nice tits. But Tamara is the female version of that. So I understand that. Tamara probably does see every hot guy that comes in a cut and, oh, I wonder what he's packing. <laughs> you know, Tamara's just that type of person, and she's always been. This isn't new. So I understand where Jen is saying here. And Taylor goes, well, the stories are all seeming to be coming from this Heather Amin. And we get the backstory on Heather Amin. She, Jen goes, I met Tamara through Heather Amin. And Heather Amin used to be close to Ryan. And we start seeing pics of Heather. Um, this is the one that Heather Amin and Ryan, her boyfriend, were like, you know, like brother and sister. Um, but also the one that Tamara says and everybody says that, that Ryan potentially sent a dick pic, a flasted dick pic to and she's the one that presented all of this information on the show and said uh Jen says we used to give Heather so much shit about Ryan like oh yeah that's your boyfriend oh you're totally getting it on and the production's like well did you did you believe those th- things and she goes well i I believed them back then, but I don't believe them now. So she's saying she believes that Ryan has told her that they have not hooked up. Heather is Amin is saying they haven't hooked up. And she does believe that now. And Taylor says, well, why would she bring that up now? I I think, you know, there's uh, no other reason a woman would be that concerned with another relationship. That is an interesting topic of a conversation, too. Of like, well, why would somebody care so much? Why would this Heather keep bringing this thing up if, if they weren't sexually involved? Why does it matter this much? Um, but, but by the way, though, Tamara, like, I truly believe she, Tamara just brings shit up just to like have fun, just have a storyline. I believe that totally. Um, anyways, Jen lets us know. So after Nobu, uh, I sent Heather Amin a long text. Now we cut to Tamra reading that text sent to Heather Amin from Jen to Heather DeBro, which I love that Heather Amin immediately sent Tamra the text. When is everybody in this world going to learn do not give Tamra Judge information? It, she thrives on it. I'm telling you, I saw her at Bravo. I saw her in Freddie Mellencamp. I don't know if you know Freddie Mellencamp. She was a friend of on Beverly Hills Housewife, I think. And she... Um, I think uh, her dad is Bruce Springsteen. She, um, <laughs> I saw them working like after parties of trying to get information. And I kept wanting to go back, like, don't fucking say shit to these people. Like, remember Tamra, like had Jen Shaw in the room and then told on the panel about all the shit Jen Shaw was saying. And you could tell Heather Gay was livid that Tamra's giving that information. But I'm like, why would you give, like, it's your fault if you give Tamara information at this point. But that's how talented Tamara is. Is that she just must pull you in She must make you feel so Comfortable and disarm you With talking about dick pics and tits And this and emoji underwear You know she just must complete it must just be Magical that you just feel like giving your life Story to her but like why Would you do that and also she now has a Podcast the 20 podcast On top of this I just What world are you giving Tamara Information I just it boggles My mind anyways this is the text that Jen sent Heather. Your name is the source of all info. I truly think we should talk this all out. I'm sure from a personal and professional standpoint, you would not want us sharing any of your personal info. And Heather goes, that's a threat. Is that a threat? I mean, I didn't read as a threat to me. It read like, we should talk this out. I mean, to me, that personal info thing is like, you're sharing personal info about us you wouldn't want us to share any personal info about you. And the only way it would be a threat if there actually is very personal information about Heather Amin to share. So that kind of clued me into that right there. And then Tamara goes, well, I said, you know, to Heather, I said, why don't you go to that pool party with me? And maybe we could work this out. Tamara and a talking I goes, Heather, you know, Heather Amin wants to fix this, fix this. And maybe the, the, all three of us can fix this at the pool party. I'm like, Tamara, you rat dude. Of course you would bring Heather Amin. You're not bringing Heather Amin to this pool party so you can all work it out. You're there to start shit because if you truly wanted to work it out and you wanted to do it on camera, you would give Jen, Hey Jen, I'm inviting Heather Amin to this pool party, but that's that's not it. You want to get that surprised look out of Jen. That's a housewives trope, period. It's classic housewives. Um, and Tamara's like, I feel bad, you know, for throwing the napkin, but you cannot mess with my marriage. You just can't. I don't like this. Is, this is what I'm like. Tamara just distracts. She's loud and she distracts. So then she throws in something of like, that wasn't talking about your marriage doofus. She was saying that you have joked about Ryan being hot. Tamara, you've joked about other men being hot on the show. That's not ruining your marriage. Like, come on. She's not literally saying you fucked Ryan at all. In fact, you're the one that going, he walked in the gym and said he's gonna fuck me. And Heather goes, You're preaching to the choir here. And I'm like, Heather, nobody, <laughs> Heather, nobody, I mean, nobody on this show is trying to break you and Terry up. I mean, it's, you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, we cut to now Jen and Jen goes, I've just spent so much time with Tamara and Eddie and I go home at night now and I can't get my thoughts together. And I have five fucking kids waiting for me to cook and to take them to soccer. And you can see these first season housewives, they get thrown into the deep end and they're just like, what the fuck is happening? I thought it was going to be a good side paycheck. You know, like you can tell she's really feeling this. And uh, Taylor's like, you know, it's just, it's causing problems in your relationship, Jen, isn't it? And she's like, yeah. And then we we get to a flashback of that morning where Ryan and Jen are on a couch and Ryan is going, this is just, this is imp- just devastating and hurtful, Jen, which is like, Ryan, chill out, dude. Two things can be true at once. I can feel for Jen and I can also think Ryan's a D-bag. Sorry, Ryan. You By the way, Ryan, you know, deep down, you will, you like, you know, like you might not call it a D-bag, but you know, you're devious. You know that, you know that. And this kind of like him being open, like, oh, this is so hurtful. And him joking about the dick pic later on in this episode. It's those little things where Jen is so new to dating and falling in love with somebody. She's been in a fan like a relationship and had a family for so long that she doesn't know the rules of the road. She doesn't know how men can be. So she takes everything that Ryan says is truthful. And it's like Tamara. It's like, no, don't trust Tamara. Also, just don't trust Ryan. If you don't trust either of them, you're going to be okay. Um, You can still hang out with them. You can still have sex with them, but just don't trust them. Shannon goes, this is your private info. And everyone's talking about your personal life. Shannon and I are talking. I goes, I do understand how hurtful it is when people are talking about your relationships. And we get a flashback to Shannon at the reunion in 2021. And they're talking about John Jansen and alcohol. And she's like, you guys are talking about John and alcohol when he has a company. And it's always great when people tell on themselves like this. The fact that Shannon gets angry at these things is just another clue of like alcohol is the where to pay attention to with John and, and John and Shannon. That's why she gets so upset. Like I'm telling you, I believe Shannon probably gets tanked and doesn't even remember it and just assumes she's done something bad. But I'm telling, you, there's too many instances. This is just a roadmap, and Shannon's like, it's it's not good and it's not fair. Bottom line, if Jen is happy with Ryan, I wish them well. And Jen says, you know, if me and Tamara can't get past that, I have family, I have friends, I have a business, I'm good. And I'm like, Jen, yes, focus on that shit. Now we cut over to Pavillon Park and yay! gina and travis wah, wah. and also bonus we get her ex-husband matt and his new girlfriend Britt, who looks exactly like kelly dodd and travis is like how you doing man how you do i love that travis like you know this dude cheated on uh his present girlfriend and and also you know potentially i mean had a domestic violence incident with her and he's like what's up brother how you doing man Guys are so dumb, man. Uh, I'm one of I'm dumb as well. Their kids are there. Everybody's like, you know, and Gina's like, I'm so thankful we are on the same page. It's so, it's good for the kids to have this, you know, structure. And Britt, the girlfriend's like, yeah, when things come up, we can like call each other. And then under a talking head, Gina's like, my relationship with Matt is the best it's ever been. We're like a big blended family. You know, things are going so well with me and Britt. We're doing TikToks together. And they show a little clip of them doing TikToks together. I would argue that's not a good sign if you're doing TikToks with somebody. And then Gina's like, no one better fuck with Brit. Girl, nobody nah, stop. Like okay. You should be thinking anybody wants to fuck with you. Like what are you what are you talking about? Sorry. I don't know, man. I am really having a tough time with Gina. I don't know what ha- I, I ah. Anyways, She's like, Matt accrued a lot of financial certifications, uh, you know, along with his career. But when he got charged with the domestic violence, he lost all of them. And I'm not sure if he's ever going to get back on track. And we see clips of like, you know, them working it out. Like, at least you're getting it up and running. And a talking to She's like, I helped Matt get his felonies lowered because it's best for my family. And They're talking about kids going to college, and Matt goes, Army, here we come. I love that Matt's solution is like, send the kids to the army, <laughs> man. Um, and you know, Gina's like, oh, I'm not sending them to the army. I will tell you this fun family fact for the Baileys. My dad, when I you know was talking about things to do with my life and like jobs I could get. I mean, we're talking really young when I was like 16 or something. You know, he said, the only thing I will not let you do is join the armed forces. And I'm not I know a lot of you guys have children in the armed forces or were in the armed forces yourself. And the only place my dad was coming at that with. He's a big believer in America, but my dad was coming because he went to Vietnam. He was in Vietnam for many years and he saw the horrors of war. And he just said, my, my goal in life is to make sure you never have to do that. Um, it wasn't anything of like F America, blah, 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 but he was just like, he saw the horrors of war. His job was so intense. You guys, he was on a helicopter and he was part of the med med team where they would fly in like during and after battles and have to pick up the injured. And the, I mean, like just really intense. Like he has all of these like Vietnam, um, awards, uh, most punctual. No, no, he had like these really, I remember he had this metal, what happened to that metal case? He had this metal case. My mom made him. And I remember that was over our, um, our fireplace. And I wonder what happened to that, but it was so beautiful. I just remember as a kid, always seeing and being very proud of him. And he would never really talk about his experiences in the war. Like, and I remember his one, I was getting confirmed um, in uh, when I was like 13 and there, one of their family friends was there. And I just remember this conversation, You know, he was talking to this other adult was talking to me and he was like, you know, your dad will never tell you about it. But like he did, you know, he had it was really he did some really amazing things um and, you know like i remember this specific moment where he was like your dad will never talk and tell you about this but you know and since then even if, if you listen to the podcast I, when i've had my dad on i, I remember a couple of conversations just me and him we did open up about certain things in vietnam and like certain people and stuff like that and i just thought it was wild because you know i'm at this point in my life still hearing new stories about your family um so anyways Gina's like I did reach out to my therapist. I realized the infidelity stuck with me longer instead of the domestic abuse. Isolated incident. She keeps saying isolated incident. I don't know if I will ever be fully healed, but not about, you know, it's not about trying to make it go away. It's learning to live with it. Now, listen, that's a good message overall. It's a good message overall, right? Like, we do have to learn to live with things, so I will not uh, make fun of Gina for that. Uh, Matt lets us know he's getting hangry, and I'm like, ah, don't hit me. (laughs) Um, They're having a conversation about real Italian pasta, and I don't know. Uh, I I am a real Italian, Matt. We know. We show up to Swallow's Inn Saloon now. Tamara walks, uh, walks in in all denim, all denim. And we see it's a bar with boots and bras on the ceiling. They're like, it looks like they're there at noon, so nobody's there. And she's meeting Emily. And, you know, Tamara walks in and sees Emily. Is this where the party's at? And it's just an empty bar. They get champagne, but it's poured in wine glasses. And Tamara goes, I'm glad we're friends. I'm like, Tamara, stop with your bullshit. And Emily goes, Yeah, even when you're an asshole, I get it because I'm an asshole too. Emily, don't. Don't do this, man. Emily, I'm telling you, you are stronger by yourself. Don't align like this. Anyways, Tamara's like, well, you called me Lucifer. And we get a flashback to 2020 on a conversation where she's talking about Tamara. And it's like, oh, did Tamara's master Lucifer let her come out? And uh, – <laughs> Emily goes, cheers to you, you devil bitch And they both laugh and That actually made me laugh I do want to point out, though, that Tamra's called Emily Shrek And that's the kind of shit that would never go away from me I would never forget that I would rather be called Lucifer than Shrek any day of the week Even though I did enjoy the first two Shrek movies um, So uh, they're like, so how Emily goes, so how's your relationship with Shannon? Is it the same as it was? And Tamra's like, ah. Acting like she's like, you know what? Great question. I think it's getting there. It takes a little time. We went to dinner with her and John the other night, me and Eddie. And Eddie, you know, Eddie just let, you know, Eddie really, really asked John a lot of questions. Just really put John in the hot seat. And we get a clip of that. And Eddie's like, well, are you, are you, are you, you're not moved in yet? Are you you're not engaged yet? You, you can't move all the kids into your place? And John's like, they can't fit into my place. They can't fit in here. It's a tiny place. <laughs> Emily says, "Well, Heather DeBro shared some things with me about Shannon and uh John Jansen's relationship and it and it concerned me. And I'm like, what? Did she share they're not having butt sex like you and Shane?" And and uh then Tam was like, "Well, Heather kind of told me that too." This is interesting. So they both have been told Heather DeBro private information. So this is obviously off camera. And also then shame on you, Heather Dubrow, for having these conversations off camera. Because it's it, it, it's like you shouldn't be having these conversations off camera, one. Two, you shouldn't trust now either of these people. I mean, it is kind of wild. I'm shocked that we didn't have, like she told two of these women and we don't have any of that video footage. In fact, if I was Heather Dubrow and knew that no cameras are around, when I got called out on it, I'd be like, they're fucking lying. Tamara's a liar. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you know how many times Tamara's lied on the show and I would just list them? I would, if you didn't have it on tape, just fucking lie, Heather. And then they're like, well, I think she told Gina too. So Heather's now told three housewives. Emily says in a talking head, multiple things about John just don't sound great. But the first rule of Shannon's relationship is you don't talk about Shannon's relationship. Um, Tamara goes, well, if she's telling people... If Heather's telling people, obviously, Shannon had to have told Heather something for her to repeat it. And Emily goes, I want Heather to know she can tell me things, but maybe you should say something, Tamara. Now, a normal relationship and what Emily is referring to is maybe you should tell Shannon that you're concerned about this information about John Jansen. But Tamara is like, no, you need to tell you need to tell Shannon you can't trust Heather DeBro." Isn't the bigger issue, the issue with John Jansen, what it potentially is? May I posit that theory? Maybe Heather DeBro not being trustworthy is whatever. Maybe the of fucking relationship that she sleeps with this man every night is the key thing we should be focusing on and not who fucking said the key information. And it's so good that Heather told this. If, if he's abusing Shannon in any way, good that Heather told these ladies. That's the shit that needs to come out. And Tamara goes uh, in a talking head, I don't think Heather was coming from a good place of concern. I felt like Heather was coming from a place of gossip. Now I do trust Tamara on this because she does know when somebody, that's her, that's Tamara to a T. Tamara comes from a place of gossip all the time and not a place from concern. That she told on herself right there. Um, and then Tamara's like, well, I need to tread lightly with Shannon. I I, I, I don't want to upset her. In a talking head, um, she goes, I think Heather's not a good friend. And Shannon needs to know. (laughs) Emily goes, well, if we tell Shannon, she's going to think we're out to get her. And I don't want her to think that that that's the motive. The motive is we're worried and care about you. The worry and care should be the main concern. And the main concern being the John information, because it sounds bad. Tamara goes, I'm going to see Shannon for lunch after the pool party. And I will mildly bring it up to her. And she does that at the end of this episode. Um, and then Emily goes. Well, you have to promise me, Tamara, not to throw me under the bus. And I'm like, Don't, dude, don't even make her. Like, it's like, however Tamara feels when she wakes up that day. If she feels like she needs to, she'll throw you under the bus. We cut to now Emily's pool party. Emily's talking to Cole, a bartender who has one of those champagne machine guns that you put champagne in. And uh, then we do a round robin of all the Housewives getting ready for the party. We see Shannon getting spray tanned with a towel on. In her front yard. I don't pay OC housing prices to to see Shannon Bador getting spray tanned in her front. You know, now, actually, now that I'm thinking about me, I would pay for that. But most people don't want to like most people work hard (laughs) and they don't want to like, hey, there's some lady that's the lady that lets their dog Archie out when they drink. Uh, She's getting spray tanned in the front yard. Got a big towel on, just orange everywhere. Like, uh, the kids don't need it. The uh, the front door, the outdoors should be for the kids. In the front, you have a backyard for a reason. Why are we not in the backyard? I've seen your backyard. We can spray tan out there. You're in your front yard. Shannon is viciously rubbing on tanning spray. We now cut to Heather Amin, who is over at Tamara's while Tamara is getting glam. And Heather Amin's like, I need underwear. And Tamara's like, mine are Eddie's. And she goes, Eddie's? And I'm like, yeah, Eddie's. You don't want one of those emoji face underwear that Tamara wears nonstop. Sorry, I'm just thinking of that crazy emoji. Just on your undies. Anyways, now we cut to Jen. She is getting glammed at her house and Ryan FaceTimes her. And she's like, how you doing, babe? Are you good, beautiful? He always peppers the beautiful babe. How you doing, lovey babe, my beautiful? And she's like, well, Ryan, I'm feeling nervous about going. And she goes, I know, I know, babe, I know. Hey, hey, anyways, I need to get all the ladies' numbers because I have a new dick pic I'm working on. <laughs> I just wanted to get it out to everyone. So, you know, like he's... He's going like, you know, and Jen said, she's like, why would he be joking about this? If he, you know, he's obviously joking about this because he never did it. He's that's why that's why. And then he ends the conversation. He goes, Jen, be smile. You're magical. Vomit. Oh, they get off the phone and all the ladies are like, he's such a sweetheart. Oh my God. If anybody says big smile, you're magical. When you get off the phone with them, fucking delete their number block and delete women out there block and delete. Nobody should be getting off the phone saying, big smile, you're magical, unless you're talking to David Copperfield. That's the only person that would actually make sense. You're magical. He's a magician. Um, In a new scene, Emily is at the party. This is at Shane's mother-in-law's house in the backyard. Taylor gets there with a friend. Gina comes in in this like pink Barbie bodysuit. Gina really lucked out having this come out right around the time of Barbie. So she was able to make a post, but you know, it's just like, Gina just legitimately has this in her closet. Nothing to do with Barbie. Um, Emily's friend, Jody, we meet. And she looks like a fitness model. Uh, Taylor sees Gina. And Taylor's like, oh, good. Gina, you have your smile back on. Because we get a flashback to three days earlier with Gina going on at No Boo, going, Heather, I'm not sure our friendship is real. You didn't ask me about my real estate license. And Taylor says, I think Jen would like to be in a relationship without having everyone in their business. And yeah, I'm sure, listen, it is hard because it's the housewives, so good luck with that. But I get it. Flashback to Emily apologizing in another scene with Heather DeBro for being aggressive. She's like, I'm sorry for being aggressive at Nobu. I'm trying to work on that. I care about our friendship, Heather, so it's important, you know? And Heather goes, if I do something, Emily, just say that. Heather and goes, I think, Emily is very a very strong assertive woman but when it comes over the top and it's very aggressive it's off-putting but I feel in her heart she doesn't mean it so I can get over it usually and then in this scene Gina asks Jen how are you doing after the Nobu and Jen's like, I just felt like a different person with Tamara. And talking head, Jen goes, You know, my stomach is in my throat. You know, what's it going to be today with Tamara? Is she going to bury me? I'm dressing in all black in case she kills me. And Jen says, Well, you know, why didn't you just ask? Oh, no, somebody asks uh, Jen, Why don't you just? Asked to have a rational conversation with Tamara. And I was like those things rational and conversation Don't go hand in hand with Tamra um, Emily in a talking day goes Tamra has too much to drink we've All been in that situation and it happens To all of us and we get quick Cuts of all of the housewives just hammered Which now that I'm thinking about it shouldn't that kind of be the storyline is potentially everybody maybe is drinking way too hard in the OC. And I will say maybe that is a little bit more of the information with the John Jansen. And we got that clue when they flash back to the reunion from 2021. Like what if that is the storyline is that they truly are professional drunks. Like that is going to be the storyline where people have to sit Shannon down next season and go, we're concerned about you, which we've seen on other Housewives shows. We've seen on Vanderpump rules as well. And, uh, the girls are saying, uh, "Well, it has to be more than that with Tamara. It's it's more than just the drinking with Tamara. Now, Tamra pulls up at this party with Heather Amin, and Heather Amin is walking with Tamara and goes, "Listen, Tammy, it's not time to go hammy. What is it with OC and just lame fucking jokes like that? Like it's always like sexual innu- innuendos or things that rhyme. Like they're all rhyming all the time in the OC." um and i will say Tamara's is that one of those people that's tough around her friends but when the shit goes down she runs See, she's one of those tough talkers around her friends when she's about to like gang up on somebody or like start something she's tough and then when it gets like to an explosion point she's the one that explodes and runs it just it's a pattern of behavior and uh so, Jen, um, oh, so they they come in, and Tamara's like, Oh, I think you know Heather to Jen, and Jen goes, hey, Yeah, a little bit. And uh, somebody uh asks Gina if she'd like the Brie before the sun hits it too hard, and Gina's like, Oh, I've got Tupperware, can I take food home to Travis? Um, Perry is Shane's mother in law. And Emily's, you know, telling us a story that when uh, Perry, they went to Vegas one time and Perry says the way to make a man happy is to have sex with them all the time and get them food. She told Emily this. I would love if Perry is like have anal. just a lot of butt stuff with Shane. Heather goes, do you and Shane have a sex tape? And Emily goes, he is very freaky. So maybe, you know, and then she goes, but sometimes I'll watch it later. And I'm like, oh, my God, my ass is huge. Delete that. You're fucking telling me there's a Shane Emily Simpson sex tape out there? Like, I've seen a lot of celebrity sex tapes because I'm a journalist. Um, but I don't even know if I could do a Shane, Emily sex tape. I don't know. Shane's world, Shane's world, anal time. Excellent. That is wild to me. How in the fifth season are we fine? Shane and Emily potentially have sex tapes. Like that's like, everybody was trying to steal that Pam and Tommy sex tape. Like legitimately, like they just leave it laying around. Nobody takes it. It's not in the set. It's just laying out. No, like, we're good. We're good. Can I borrow avatar? Actually, I'm just going to take this. Yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, Heather in a talking head goes, can you imagine watching my sex tape? With... No, the producer goes, oh, Can you imagine? can you imagine a sex tape? And the producers like, yeah. Could you imagine watching a sex tape with Terry? And Heather goes, I don't even like to watch myself on sitcoms, which is a very Heather to Bro thing of like, haha. Remember, guys, I'm on TV, Internet Movie Database. Look me up. And by the way, I think that's bullshit. I think Heather loves to watch herself on sitcoms. Now, Shannon Bedore rolls in, and Tamra says, Shannon Bedore, you little whore. There it is That's a two for one Because that's a sexual innuendo And it rhymes Shannon Bedore you little whore (laughs) It's like Tamara just spends her nights Trying to see what rhymes with vulva "Uh, Do you want a piece of Melba toast With your vulva Oh Fuck vulva What rhymes with vulva Uh, Jen goes up to Heather Amin And goes do you mind if I, I steal you for a minute Tamara's paying attention from across the lawn And Jen goes I don't know where to start I reached out Uh, It's just, you know, everything that Tamara throws at me and Heather Amin's like, what's everything? Well, just all of Ryan's past. And then Heather's like, well, what hurts me is when you texted me and threatened me. And she's like, how did I threaten you, Heather? Well, you were threatening to me. And, and, And Jen's like, well, what do you think it feels like, Heather? And Heather's like, well, you're assuming all this information is coming from me. And Jen's like, are you kidding me? And then I'm talking head, She says, are you kidding me? And we see a flashback of all the things of like Tamar going, Heather Amin. Heather Amin did this. Heather Amin said this. And uh, Heather's like, do I think Ryan is going to send me a dick pic? No, I've never had a relationship with him like that. And, you know, and then Heather Amin says, you play dumb, Jen. And the other girls across the lawn are talking about Jen saying, um, you know, you know, she's in therapy with Ryan right now. And Tamara goes therapy. It's, it's a psychic. It's not therapy. Tamara always being that great friend. Heather comes up now. Uh, Heather DeBro comes. Oh no, sorry. Heather comes up to the girls, like Tamara and all the other girls and goes, Oh my God, you know, Jen and Heather Amin are talking. And Tamara goes, do I need to go over there? <laughs> no Tamara nobody needs you to go over there no you don't need to you are not a good facilitator this is between the two of them Tamara and I talk goes the whole reason I brought Heather here is that I want the three of us to talk this out guys if you believe this I have a little piece of real estate to sell you uh, in the Titanic submarine undersea like what what Anyways, Heather says, "Um, I'm trying to explain to her. And she's like, I'm done with you guys judging and critiquing my relationship with Ryan. Jen just says, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And Heather Amin says, we aren't judging it, but you aren't being honest about things. And Heather goes, do we really want to go there? Heather Amin, do we really want to go there? And uh, Jen is like, last time I said that, I got a napkin in my face. And uh, I would love if Jen had bruises from the napkin. Like that's how hard Tamara throws napkins is it gets bruises. And Heather goes, I found out my boyfriend, she goes, if I found out that my boyfriend I was in love with, that he, that I left my kids and family for, you know, and then finding out what he did. So basically, sorry, I mangled that line, but Heather Amin is saying if I left my kids and family for Ryan and I found out what he did and we're not like, so supposedly he maybe cheated on them. And that's when Jen said they were on a break, you know, that whole thing. We, now we bring up that flashback from the boot barn from earlier in the season. And she's like, on a break, he cheated on her and got caught. Tamara says. And Jenna Natagana goes, Of course it hurts, but this isn't a Nancy Drew mystery. And you guys just gave me new information. I know all this information. And t- but that's the other thing, too, is that's her point. I know all of this. It's the fact that you're bringing this up on camera and you're like ambushing me with this. And Tamara Natagana goes, I don't know why she's going along with all of Ryan's lies. And Heather goes, where is your feelings? And we cut to Gina and goes, why is Tamara over there? Oh, my God, I'm agreeing with Gina. Heather says, do we suck not going over there? Heather DeBro says that. And Emily goes, "Um, there are people over there. And Heather goes, well, who will play Peacemaker then? And that is very true. And Shannon Bedore now goes over there. Now everybody's over there. And Tamara goes, by no means, Jen, was I ever hitting on your boyfriend? And Jen goes, I know. It was a joke. We were joking. You would always joke like that, so I couldn't understand that all of a sudden you were uncomfortable with Ryan when you would make sexual jokes. And Emily says, "Hey, ladies, I'm hosting. Just, just coming over to make sure everything's okay." Now Gina's over there, and Heather I Amin mean, goes, "I love you, Jen, and I care about you." And Gina's like, "You're trying to manage relationships." Everybody ignores Gina, and Heather goes. I had to separate my relationship with you, Jen, because I can't co-sign what Ryan is doing to you. And Jen's like, okay, okay. And Heather says, not because of who you are, Jen, but I will never co-sign him doing those things. And I, listen, if I don't know Heather Amin that much, if this was coming from Tamara, I wouldn't believe her. I'll give Heather Amin the benefit of the doubt. And if Ryan is cheating on her, yeah, if I, it was my friend, I wouldn't be able to co-sign that either. I agree with that, if that's true. And Taylor says, I feel like I'm married to Ryan. I'm sick of this relationship. Yes, Taylor Armstrong. And Tamara says, listen, I overdrank, Jen. I apologize for throwing a napkin in your face. This is that shit where Tamara always now tries to be soft. It's like, no, girl, either be hard or be like, don't you, you play both sides. It's so it's good TV, but it's wild. And then Tamara continues, I've been literally crying and beating myself up. Lies, lies. Uh, you know, we have gone through so much, Jen. I want you to be honest and not just like, oh, we were on a break. No big deal. So Tamara's still hitting that button. And Jen says, we didn't know that we were going to end up and taking that time with other people because I didn't do anything anything in this. And for you to keep coming at me, I'm also trying to move forward and have to keep going back. I don't want to do that. And Tamara says, I just want to make it better. No, you don't. You want to make your storyline better. Let's be honest. Tamara's like, and by the way, the honest thing, and I appreciate this part of Tamara, it's not, I just want to make it better. Tamara is really saying to us, I want to make the show better. <laughs> she should look directly at the camera and just go, I want to make this show better. Wink. In a talking head, jen goes shame on you for doing it shame on me if i let you keep doing it um They are now wetting down the slip and slide. Emily has the champagne gun. Emily and Gina goes first, and Emily goes face first into the slip and slide. Uh, Shannon won't go on the slip and slide at first because she says the water is a little murky on the slip and slide because everybody's spray tan is coming off. And Emily goes, just, I assume in the OC pool parties, it always has brown water. And I'm like, yeah, from your dirty Shane ass. Hey-oh. And Jen uh, is leaving now. Jen's like, Emily, I'm gonna leave next time. I wanna have some fun, but this was really fun overall. And a talking head, Jen goes, I can't fake it as well as some of these ladies. And listen, she's new. Of course, she fucking takes this personally. Tamara does not go home and sit and cry about this night. I, she does not. Heather goes, all you girls look hot because Heather won't go on yet. So all the girls are now slip and sliding together. We see Tamara, And I just want everybody to remember Tamara has no belly button. Um... And you get to see her no belly button Like, by the way, a lot of, a lot of people are looking for it But look at the be- no belly button there She's talked about it on a storyline before So it's there It's like it's like a Barbie's genitals right there It's just, you know, hey, not to bring up the Barbie movie again But it's like the Barbie's genitals uh, Tamra now takes off her top Classy Tamra just, just, just no boo all over again And Heather goes, you know, listen, I have four children. I I take my kids to water parks. I, my body does not touch that ick, (laughs) you know, my body. And by the way, you take your kids to water park. You probably built them a water park in the backyard. Heather, now we cut to her. She's put on a full wetsuit. I'm not even joking. She's like, fine, I'll go. But I'm going to put on a full wetsuit. And Shannon is in her Spanx. And now they go. And it's just, (laughs) Emily's like, Shannon's in her Spanx. And Heather looks like a whale trainer at SeaWorld, which is hysterical. And this is literally no one gone wild. No girl's gone wild here, just slipping and sliding. And then we come back and we open up on, oh, good, Gina and Travis at an Italian market. And Gina's like, oh, I'll take a pound of salami. And I, she's like, I should take a pic and send it to the girls. Here's a dick pic for you. And then we cut to Emily bringing Shane Donuts at his law office. And Shane's like, did Tamara take her top off? And Emily goes, is the sky blue? Then we cut to Jen and Ryan at their therapy session. And we meet Dr. Lani, Lonnie, and she is an intuitive human healer folks and dr Lonnie's like what do you guys feel comfortable you do feel comfortable doing some energy work you know let's get your energy work out of your body and let's start healing and jen is like why don't you lead us dr Lonnie?" and she goes okay and then there's a pause and she goes "Ah, ah, 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 ah." and then they cut to ryan's look he's like who like Ryan's like I gotta pretend to be in this stuff if I want to keep nailing this check and we cut to Heather Debro, who's showing Terry DeBro her abs she's like I'm trying to get my abs back and he goes they're back now wow wow Terry is such an even-killed man on screen <laughs> we cut back to Dr. Lonnie and then she goes then she exhales and Ryan goes That was in my journal last night And I can't tell if that was a lame joke Or he literally wrote "Ah, ah, 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 ah," In his journal last night We cut to Gina making sauce And Travis is like Smells good baby Smells good it's like, I'm making chicken palm and stuffed artichokes. Your favorite. I don't tell anyone from back home, but I buy Jod sauce. I've been hiding the secret for so long. I'm Gina and I buy Jod sauce. That's Gina's storyline for next season. Everybody confronts. Tamra's like, fuck you and your lies about your sauce. I know you do jarred sauce. Anyways, Gina's like, oh, I passed my real estate test. And now I just got to pass the main ones. There's people that are going to take me out and show me how they show homes. By the way, I are like, dude, I watched Selling Sunset and Selling the OC. I'm telling you, I can fucking show you a home right now. There's a fucking window. There's a fucking door. One potato, two potato. There's the AC unit. You're good. I can do it right now. And uh, (laughs) Gina lets us know. I haven't even worked in a long time. Cara Gala, my facial products—it's more of a long-term investment, is it? Yeah. She goes. I'm really proud of myself for passing this test. It gave me the confidence boost I needed. Now I just need to take the state exam. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you. that we're getting so much Gina personal life, and I'm like, I just feel like they're just throwing everything at the wall. I'm like, do you guys? Do you guys like any of this? I don't know. Maybe you guys are just huge like ride for Gina. I used to ride for Gina. I don't know. Gina now has this conversation with Travis. Like I couldn't honestly ask for a better life. Honestly, truly I'm tearing up right now. You know, sometimes to think that I could be stuck in my former life and know that I'm so happy in my life right now, eating chicken palm and stuffed artichokes with you Travis. Now we cut to Tamara. And she's at a bar. She gets dropped up at a bar by the driver, the driver. And then Tamara tells the driver, okay, great. Go, uh, go have fun to the driver. Like go have fun. Like what is she sending the driver to Chuck E. Cheese while she drinks with Vicky? Anyways, Vicky, she, Vicky Gunvillson, ladies and gentlemen, back on the show and Tamara uh, goes, Hey, sugar tits, sexual innuendo. Um, I wish she rhymed something like, Hey, hey, sugar tits and vagina bits. You know, like it should have been a nice rhyme. Double, you know. Anyways, the old OC music plays. Dun, 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 you know, I can't do. But you know, the old OC music from the that starts playing, which is very sentimental. It's like hearing the Godfather theme. Um, Vicky has three shots of tequila ready because Shannon Medora is coming as well. And Tamara goes, with Vicky, I'd be shocked if I didn't see shots on the table. And she goes, so how are you, Vic? And Vicky's like, I haven't seen you in four months. You're never home. No, no, sorry. Tamara goes, I haven't seen you in four months, Vicky. You're never home. And Vicky's like, I'm trying to spend a lot of time elsewhere. You know, I, I have homes in Newport Beach, Puerto Vallarta, and Kyoto. Guys, I did not expect the Kyoto. Did we? I, I'm i sorry. I don't follow Vicky, I don't think, on Instagram did she pose from Kyoto? Well, I did not Kyoto, Japan. Is it, or is it like Kyoto Bakersfield, like Kyoto? I did not. And she goes, Michael bought another house in Pacific beach. Brianna is in Illinois. Um, and, um, and I'm dating a really nice man, Michael for about a year now. And the producer in the talking goes, how's the sex life? She goes, sex life is great. He's incredible. Have you seen him? And they put up a picture of Michael. He, He's fine. I mean, I did anybody look at this picture of Michael and go, God, he's laying it down. That's like a bolo. That's a bolo from Atlanta right there. I did meet Michael and Vicky at a Counting Crows concert in the OC last year. Um, I forgot what month that was, but I met them. They sat right behind us or like they sat in our row behind. Us. But I remember my friend Megan was like, oh, my God, look at that. Look at that. It's Vicky. And Vicky took a picture. I was sitting down and took. we took a picture really quickly. And But I will say Vicky and Michael left early. They seemed like they enjoyed the first guy. Cause I kept looking back and Vicky was enjoying counting crows. And I don't think she, I, she didn't know them. I don't think, which is hysterical, but then they left, I think halfway through the show, I couldn't see Vicky anymore. Or just Vicky was hiding from me. I'm not sure. Um, anyways, Shannon comes in Vicky hugs her and they're like, the trace Amigas are back. The trace Amigas. I like this. Like, I don't really have thoughts a lot on trace Amigas. You know, I like all of, you know, there, it's a thing that happened in the show. I'm not, You know, Trace Amigas, I don't know if you guys are big, Trace Amigas, if you buy, but Trace Amigas, I like them saying, Trace Amigas are back. It's like people trying to get excited about a Transformers sequel. You're like, ah, the first one was okay. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, Trace Amigas, sure. Um, So, uh, oh, Shannon and I talking, he goes, being with Tamara and Vicky, you just elevate to crazy. Crazy fun. Loco Bueno Tiempo. And Shannon goes, this is a lot of uh, uh, tequila. And they're all cheers being back together. And Vicky downs her shot fastest. She goes, I won. What did I win? What did I win? And then they're like, kumbaya. And Vicki prays, Lord, thank you for getting us together again. I love being with my friends and, you know, whooping it up again. And Tamara goes, I love that you're talking to God about this. And Vicki goes, Tamara loves who I know she goes, <laughs> Vicki goes, God loves who I am. God's like, I'm a big fan of whooping." I have down days up here in heaven a lot being God, but I get a special thrill. I'm a huge Trace Amigas fan. I love to see Vicky whoop it up. I don't know why this is my God voice uh shannon and i talking that goes i'm not gonna lie you know i take a lot of shots i don't take a lot of shots unless i'm with these girls and i'm like no you drink straight out of that bottle uh we get a flashback to 80 times that they've done shots over the season and shannon goes i i haven't eaten today oh and then Tamara goes vicky your nipples are showing and then vicky takes that to like lets us know that she wears crotchless panties she's like i'll do whatever it takes and Tamara says, you know, Vicki, do you talk to Emily, Gina or Heather? And she goes, I don't talk to Emily and Gina. They're not in my wheelhouse. You know, I saw Heather a year ago. She's a little standoffish. She puts me in this. I'm in an insurance company and, you know, I'm below her. And, um, you know, but um, do you talk to uh, Heather, Shannon? Vicky asks Shannon, and Shannon goes, you know, we had a rocky year last year, uh, but we spent some time together over the summer, and we get a flashback to Heather Dubrow from last season going, if you ever come for me or my family again, you're going to lose a lot more than my friendship. I'm not saying it as a threat. I'm saying it as a promise. Folks, put that on the IMDb. And Tamara goes, oh, so you you do confide in her, Shannon? And Shannon's like, yeah, so, I mean, sometimes I have, yeah. Shannon already getting pre flustered. And then Tamara goes, Do you feel like she would ever repeat something that you say in confidence? She's like, No, no, I do. I do. I don't believe that. She is a vault. She is a vault. And Tamara drinks and like outwardly drinks like Charlie Chaplin miming. She's like, mm, mm, I can't talk. Mm, I've got a secret. Mm, mm. And Shannon goes, Oh, oh. So have you heard things about me recently? And Vicky's like, "Oh my God, she has Shannon. She has look at her, look at her." And Shannon goes, "Don't bring it up. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up." And Tamara's still miming the lips, like, I can't that. And Vicky's like, "If it's a vault, it's a vault. If it, it's a if it's a vault, it's a vault. It's a vault. You know. But I want to know what it was. I want to know what it was." And Shannon says. Are you kidding me right now, Tamara? You can't do that to me right now. And she gets up. He's like, I'm mic'd up right now. I'm uh, I'm not going to air a relationship. Uh, I don't know. It is going to destroy our relationship if it comes out. And if that's what this is about. And Tamara's like, yeah, that's what it's about. We're done. My relationship is over. And this is on the air. By the way, I get that fucking mic pack right on right now. And Vicky's seated. And she's like, and then there's just one. Then there, there was just one. And that was the end of that episode, folks. Wow! So obviously, John Jansen is doing something wild. Now, really quickly, uh, this has already gone so long, but I want to play you the audio of the mid-season trailer of The Real Housewives of Orange County. Back! Vicky, Vicki's whooping it up. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. This is all them just drinking and peeing themselves. Heather <laughs> and Jerry bro
0: sell their home for $55 million. Why wouldn't she mention it to us? She told Emily that she looks like a stuffle up again. So it's okay to body shape? I'm tired of being everyone's whipping boy. Remember what Heather told us about <laughs> Shannon and her oh, She's like, everything's perfect. She she awesome. You owe my boyfriend. My boyfriend has been disparaged. Who is a small penis? Me as a mother. She said your kids would have gone to CPS if she didn't step in. You are two different people, Shannon. You are Jekyll and Hyde. I'm tired of it. Today, for these girls, they're going to have a new life. I want clarity. I want authentic relationships. Forever is a long time.
1: Just she- you and me and my babies.
0: I want my friends to be happy. you ruined your whole family. How dare you? Just because you say something emphatically doesn't make it true. Because you do this with your hands doesn't make it true either. Don't jump at me because I will win. This is my my life.
1: Turn it down. I'm trying to eat my chicken wings over here. Turn it down I'm trying to eat my chicken wings over here That's a midseason trailer It looks good You can't see the images of course But basically it started off with Vicky Whooping it up Being way too loud Tamra pees herself Because her pelvic flooring is weak um, And then we see a lot of people Fighting with Heather Dubrow We see that Heather and Terry Have sold their $55 million house For $55 million And they're like Why didn't they tell us? Because you, why would they tell you? Are they required to tell you? And then we see fights between uh have taylor armstrong having a fight against emily you have emily having a fight against heather Dubrow. you have emily and gina talking about shannon's relationship with john jansen it seems like it really goes there and then of course tamra playing the old classics telling jen you threw away your family for your relationship and you know like god how many times tamra we got it man we've got we got we're good we got it so i will say i'm very excited about Watching the rest of the season which feels good I always love when you look forward to watching A show like I look forward to watching Real Housewives in New York Look forward to watching Real Housewives in Orange County Um realize was atlanta i don't look forward to this season watching just i i watch it just clips and all that stuff but it's always fun to look forward to shows i look forward to watching below deck actually i below duck down down under you guys give it a give it a shot but a lot of people you're either below deck fans or you're not even though i think everybody should be anywho that's the show i hope you enjoyed it this was fun i hope you guys got some laughs and i'll talk to you very very soon
0: bye betches